carrageenan, which I've just found out is in my not strawberry milk, not starly, not milk, is an extract from a red seaweed commonly known as Irish moss. This edible seaweed is native to the British Isles. So that's probably where that delightful pink color comes from. Is the oh, the red seaweed. seaweed, yeah. And then the next thing is, oh, dangers of carrageenan. Oh. Oh, maybe harmful to human health and cause bloating and inflammation and digestive problems. Oh, good. The dangers of carnadine sounds like a D and D like expansion <laughs> right, pack. Or something. <laughs> what are the side effects? Decreased stomach and intestinal secretion. Pull water into the. Inte- oh my God! I'm gonna get the shit from this. Oh, we better hurry up and finish this episode. I just got to stop. Shit your pants and barf labels all together. <laughs> That's the problem. Close your eyes. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm going to fucking <laughs> shotgun this entire tub of whatever the fuck this is. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains. We fought in streams. We went west. We trapped. We mined. We carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny. And the USA. USA. There's actually sometimes smushing up testicles and then cramming them into a hole in your scrotum. Or or your, or your uterus. Mm-hmm. Or your uterus, yep. That was another one. Yep. What's the documentary called? Nuts. Okay. Really? Yep. How old is it? Exclamation point. Maybe five or ten years. It's somewhat recent. Cool. Hey, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. If you joined us last time, you're probably depressed. And guess what? You're going to continue getting depressed this fucking week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So depressed, you might have to go to a mental institution. No. (laughs) Fuck no. Oh, my God. Please get this over with. Um, uh, Will, Comic Sans. NPR stuff. Cockroaches and bed bugs were also bad. Mm. Oh, tell them how they treated the the bed bugs. Gasoline or kerosene. Oh, fuck But only yeah. a little bit for all the beds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you lay down in your nice gas, gas bed? bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm light a cigarette real quick. Uh, February 1909, Turner finally leaves. He's fed up with Hummers and his rages. He begins a private practice in town. A Dr. Harden was hired. Mm-hmm. He had a pregnant wife and child. Well, that was the thing, is when they were looking for a replacement for the uh, Turner, because they were having to, uh, didn't he have to like share space with Hummer? Oh, no, this is the guy that's the, coming the, on. The, the Hummers took all the rooms, so he didn't have any. Right. Oh, and then it's after Harden that they tried to get a single. No. Basically, I thought they wanted a single guy, but instead they sent him like a small family. Because uh, basically they wanted all the space for themselves. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harden was just as stubborn as Hummer, and he was kind of angry he was forced into a demotion there. Right, but he also seems somewhat more competent than Hummer. Mm-hmm. And the two barely talk to each other. Uh, about that time, Hummer goes back east September 4th to visit family. Uh, Harden took the opportunity to write another letter to the Indian office, telling them all about the neglect of the patients, along with all the room, uh, with the room squabble there. Right, but he also took the opportunity to actually start doing some things about it. Got the, mm-hmm. uh, got the, uh, potato, like basically they, the potato patch was so overgrown, you couldn't even see where the rows were. So he had them burn the, the brush off that or trim it and then burn it. So he could at least dig the fucking potatoes that were growing in like this wild ass brush. Yeah, yeah. 
um, actually took all the bed frames out in the yard, doused them in gasoline, and burned them to kill all the bed bugs. Mm-hmm. You know, metal bed frames. Oh, right, right. So you cleanse it with fucking fire. Sure. So that's a step progress. I think he actually did get some clothes and sheets and shit out of the storage and distribute it, which, of course, he gets in trouble for. Of course, yeah. Um, raises the rations for people a little bit. He also finds a Chippewa woman lying in her own poop. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. With maggots. Oh, yeah. Crawling on her. Ah. Cleans, cleans her up. Yep. And he also had the employees sign a petition for an investigation, but all that was ignored, too. Well, because he wouldn't sign his own petition, though. He was also... Yeah, he would like write off these letters and stuff, but he'd be allowed to be like anonymous, but he'd have all the other employees sign their name to it, but... He wouldn't Weird. take the risk, kind of. Mm. Uh, October 12th, the Hummers come back and put a stop to all this issue of rations and yeah, stuff like that. Stop to these slight improvements from this hellscape. That... They put uh, the shit and the maggots back on that lady and put, yeah. her, put her back in the wherever well, she was. put maggots everywhere you took them from. <laughs> a few days later, Harden receives a letter to, that he gets to transfer to the Hayden Indian School in Wisconsin. Which is another demotion. Another cut and pay for him. Maybe that's why he wasn't putting his name on anything. He's like, no. (laughs) Before he leaves, though, uh, Harden and other employees wore out charges against Hummer and sends him to D.C. again. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure Hummer was pulling strings behind the curtains to get him shipped off somewhere. Pretty sure. Because also, you kind of skimmed over it and talk about, like, the living situation was, like, what the, the... There was a bunch of rooms set aside for, like, staff, kind of. But the Hummers wanted a bunch of shit, so they had, like... A sitting room and a bedroom and a dining room and then use of the kitchen kind of thing. And they made the uh, Harden family like, oh, you can use that other kitchen downstairs. But And then there's a dumbwaiter. They wouldn't let them cook in the same kitchen. You could use a dumbwaiter, and if the Hummers weren't using the dining room, they could use the dining room. Well, after this, they're like, fuck you, and they just broke the dumbwaiter. So that if they wanted to eat in the dining room, they had to carry all their meals up like three flights of stairs. So petty or they just sit down and eat. Oh, yes. Super wow. petty. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. So an investigation was started. Um, Charles Davis, the supervisor of Indian School, showed up and had to talk the employees into not quitting. Davis found that all the charges were true, and Hummer was found guilty of the charges except for one. I don't know which one. I didn't. Uh, Davis suggested that he be replaced, but the Indian Services medical supervisor was more lenient, and he let him say, And but Mrs. Hummer was asked to resign, but... She never was because you have to find somebody to, right. to do that. They chastised uh, Hummer for his abusive temper, but uh, basically his job was safe. And Dr. Harden quit all altogether and goes to Chicago to pursue postgraduate work. Right. Wow. It's like, yeah, you're, you guys are totally guilty of all this egregious bullshit. Now I'm getting the fuck out of South Dakota. Oops, we'll see you, you in like four years. Yeah. Be better. Oh, my you know, God. Like dude. zero oversight. It's like they didn't guarantee that. I can just picture how this went down. These people come from Bureau of Indian Affairs or whatever. Yeah. And they don't want to fucking be there. Right. They're like, Jesus Christ, clean it up, man. Just fuck it. Fuck you. You do your fucking job. All right. And they're never going to check back up on it. Right. You know. Because mm-hmm. if they did, they'd have to actually do something. Yeah. Uh, 1908, Clifford Beers, he writes a book on his years in a mental institution, not at Canton, but just in general. So now the whole country knows of... What it's like to be in a mental institution, yep. all the beatings. and it's come out at the same time as like Upton Sinclair to the jungle or something. Like, eh, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hmm, all this industry and shit. It's killing everyone, yeah. But uh, reform was in the air, and uh, Joseph Murphy, the uh, medical supervisor, was faced with an investigation of his own. It smells like reform. <laughs> and he resigns, too. Oh. oh. 
But uh, Hummer didn't want an unremarkable career. He had come to make a name for himself. Yeah, he did as the biggest asshole in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be in charge of a bigger institution. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't handle this shit. Put me in Arkham. aces so far. <laughs> yeah. You do a great job. Uh, he tried to get a practice outside the asylum, but was told he had to take a test from the state of South Dakota. And he was insulted at the prospect. Oh. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Yeah, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Finally, by 1912, the sewer was finally hooked into the city's sewer system, finally fixing that problem of 10 years mm. of open pit. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, uh, in the winter, you can go ice skating on all the shit and piss. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Uh, Hummer also believed in eugenics. Of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he refused a monotony woman's release. He, uh, she, uh, he said that she'd be a great danger of increasing the number of defectives. Basically, the she's going to have a bunch of babies, and yep. he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I didn't notice, it, it might have been in there, were they carrying out some of those fucking famously forced sterilization type things around here? Well, I have it that they might have, but uh, he he probably would have if he had money to. Oh, yeah. Put it that way. We totally were going to. We just didn't have the money for Then we just punch them in the ovaries every time they go to their shower once a week. Amos Deer had taken ill. Uh, something in his abdomen was giving him great pain. Hummer uh, was called, uh, but believed it wasn't an emergency. He told the attendant Martin Van Winkle to give Deer a shot. But he tried to get a syringe earlier and was told by the matron it was for use in the other wing. Because everybody had to share needles. Oh, God. Damn, So he didn't get a shot. Uh, Deer begged to get the doctor. Uh, Van Winkle gave him some ice to put on it. Speaking of ice, I wonder if that guy's related to uh, Vanilla Ice. Probably. Isn't that, isn't Rob that a Van Winkle? Rob Van Winkle? Yeah. Robert Van Winkle is out of jail tonight. The man many of you know as Vanilla Ice is in hot water after being arrested earlier today in Lantana. The rapper turned home improvement show host is accused of stealing from a house next to the one he's remodeling. So Deer spends the night screaming. He wanted to sell a telegram to his brother to tell him that he was dying. And Van Winkle refused to say, nah, you're okay. Yeah, they're, oh, they're all like... Yeah, quit your whining, you pussy. Well, you got to remember, there's also kind of a belief, and still, actually, in some cases, with modern medical professionals that believe that, like, you know, oh, like, African-Americans don't feel pain the same way because their skin's a different thickness, and there was the same kind of thing going on with Native Americans. Sure. Oh, they're so stoic all the time, you know, when they take pictures. Like, they clearly don't have the same physiological reactions to shit because... You notice in their natural habitat, they're walking around in the winter wearing very little clothing and, you know, all that kind of shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. God, people are fucking stupid. <sighs> so in the morning, uh, they take him to Hummer, deer, and then he dies at noon. Hummer was pissed at Van Winkle for not giving him the shot. That his wife wouldn't let him give him because mm-hmm. it was in the wrong room for the wrong way. <laughs> uh, Spotamundus. He was a Chippewa. Spotamundus. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty profound name. That's he, pretty dope. He was an imbecile and an epileptic. Mm. He had a seizure, and his roommate, James Two Crows, found him lying in a pool of blood. Oh, no. Van Winkle was fetched, but he said, uh, he'll get up. <laughs> the fuck? What? I could do a He finally job. did and got back into bed, uh, but Van Winkle would turn off all the lights at night. So if you had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, good luck, because you're just tripping over everything. Yeah, and it's all these nice iron frame beds and Mm -hmm. not a lot of OSHA standards. Instead of stubbing your toe, you just slice it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Van Winkle would also open all the windows. Mm, Good. Didn't matter what time of the year. Let in that brisk, that brisk November prairie air. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was to vent uh, the toilets instead of cleaning them. 
Well, also, if, if that part of South Dakota is like anything, like our part of North Dakota, what happens in the summertime with windows that probably don't have screens in them? Oh, yeah. You're just going to have all the insect life and mosquitoes that will carry off a small child Sweet. eating you in your bed. We ought to open the windows so the bugs can come in and clean the toilets for us. Look at all these flies. It's working. Van Winkle would also beat the patients regularly. Oh, goody. Uh, particularly a man named Papa, so he probably had some daddy issues. Oh, I mean... Just that name makes me picture some gray-haired old dude that this asshole is just beating up like. Yeah. Oh. It also makes me think of that uh, food stand at Wajamaya, Beard Papa. Oh, Beard Papa? Yeah. yeah. The, so the, I'm literally picturing that cartoon cream guy. Puff. Oh, yeah. He's like a weird little sailor. Yeah, he's got a Gorton's Fisherman hat and mm-hmm. a little beard. And this this guy, for some reason, dressed like Elsewhere and <laughs> beating the shit out of him. That's, uh, the, that's the picture in my head. <laughs> Uh, Gifford dies from the flu in January 1913. Ah, take that. He was 70. No. Uh, the Hummer's infant daughter died that month, too. Ah, take I, that. I wasn't going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hummer managed to get swings in a slide at the at the asylum. See? Team. Oh, it's on the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. God, that's a creepy picture. What? You know, I'm sure they let the fucking in, inmates swing. out there all the time uh-huh. to play that. I'm sure it swings by itself, even though it's not windy. Yeah, it's because it's haunted. And the yeah, I was going to say the giggling of small children is mm-hmm. on the breeze and uh, music box playing backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess uh, they got a new matron because Hummer has an affair with the the new matron, Randy Hendricks. All right, Randy Hendricks, mm-hmm. boy, that's. Randy? Randy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to get handsy with another one of the help. Uh, she was fired by Hummer when she turned him down, though. Oh, oh good. One who of those guys. Have, I was going to say, who could have seen that one coming? Oh, what a shock. She wrote a letter of complaint, and an investigator showed up, and Hummer called it a scurrilous fabrication. Yes. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a woman. Who are you going to believe? I like how you said investigator, too. Like it was an alligator in a fucking trench coat? Yeah, investigator. <laughs> uh, that no, it's a stock market gator, you know. Investment <laughs> gator. <laughs> Crypto is dead. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, he was there. He was approached with more complaints. Hummer then accused of the employees of spying, perjury, neglect of duty, and tasting whiskey on the grounds. No, you're having an affair <laughs> and you're drinking on the grounds. I like tasting whiskey like they're having a, mm, this uh, chicken cock is great, but I prefer the whatever. <laughs> writer's fucking, tears. Yeah, writer's <laughs> tears. Mm. So Hummer gets in an argument with the investigator, and uh, <laughs> in a letter he wrote, letter uh, Hummer said he'd arm himself against him next time he came. Oh, fuck. So now he'll just be walking around waving a gun. Super. They gotta make a movie of this. Ah, no, they don't. Nope. <laughs> no. I don't want to see that Unless movie. it's one of those where they twist fiction or yeah, they yeah, twist, yeah. you know, and like, you know, uh, what was one of the guys, like, Black Crow or like, one of these guys, like, you know, ends up breaking them all out of there and setting Hummer on fire. Yeah, we'll get uh, Quentin Tarantino to direct it. Yeah. Where they, mm-hmm. they like, they put uh, Hummer in a fucking movie theater and light it on fire. Well, no, we'll have, <laughs> yeah, Zon McLaren will play one of the patients and just end up like. Yeah. Yeah. Drowning him in the fucking hydrotherapy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Lock him in a fucking rubber bag full of water. 
Now that's what happens to what's what's her name, Echinacea, or what, what's his wife's name? Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, Norina or something. Norina, yeah, yeah. yeah stitch, yeah. Like it's drowning in a plastic bag. I know this isn't Road to Wellville, but I'd like to see Death by Enema, though. Dude, Road to Wellville is fucking awesome. <laughs> that about the Kellogg's. Do you masticate, Mr. Lightbody? Do I what? The Wellville Health Resort, a place for healing. Just relax, Mr. Lightbody. <laughs> for cleansing. I like to look at the new ladies. And most of all, sex. I hardly recognize you with your clothes on. Anthony Hopkins, Bridget Fonda, Matthew Broderick, John Cusack, and Dana Carvey in an Alan Parker film, The Road to Wellville. Oh, Matthew Broderick. Math- Matt Broderick's gonna... in it, and God damn it, there's one more person. I can't think Cusack of. Cusack. Yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, it's all them guys from yeah, that, it's, that era. It's great. With Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony Hopkins from Free Jack. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what everybody knows him from. <laughs> Seek him out, and when you find him, please, I would love to eat his cookies with some fava beans and a nice chilled fresca. 1916, Hummer finally gets his hospital and his own house. Oh boy. Uh, By this time, the asylum was even real run down and stinky. Uh, Pictures were taken off the wall so they wouldn't be used as weapons. Oh! (laughs) Hey, you see that picture of the uh, the clown holding the balloons with the rainbow? You think that's fucking safe to have around these people? Get that shit off the wall. <laughs> the fuck, man? You want to get us all killed? Uh, of course, he pinches pennies. Uh, he only spent 33000 of the 45000 given to him. I wonder what he did with all the rest. Uh, I don't know. Bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to keep the number patient numbers high to get more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Hummer had to stop killing them. Oh, they'll make more. Uh, Hummer had a few good years without drawing too much attention and getting investigated. Uh, 1919, that's when they get their hydrotherapy equipment. Bathtubs. Uh, Documentation became more important than patient care. Uh, And this was improving across the country. But Hummer did. More paperwork. That's improving everything. (laughs) And today we still benefit from huge amounts of bullshit. But uh, Hummer did less and less of it, and there's no consequences for his neglect. 1921, a new Indian commissioner, Charles Burke, he started to ask questions. Uh, He asked if any of his patients could just be sent to the state institution. Uh, Hummer had 92 patients and didn't want to lose any. 92? Mm -hmm. And this shit was built for 42 or something? 43? And he would get $405 a patient, so he had to fight for his asylum there. Uh, the number of insane people was going up. Uh, the Indian population was 336,337 in 1920. There's a lot of threes in that figure. Yeah. That's not a lot compared it's to not. what it could have been. Well, let's imagine, you know, when you have a basically could a have gen- been genocide, 30, it tends 30 to- 30 million just 200 years before. Yeah. Or before, Fuck. Before all the Mayflower got here and wiped There's- out all the- there's one thing Disease? that European Americans are pretty good at. It's uh, decimating populations mm-hmm. of indigenous wildlife, personnel, uh, plant life. Yeah, uh, flora, fauna. Just humans. animal, mineral, and vegetable, baby. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically tells them to start sending your patients to the state. Uh, 1920s, muckrakers, led by John Collier, with the, had the magazine. It's pretty much uh, Snopes of its time. Or- mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was kind of getting into defending Indian rights, at least uh, some people. Hey, finally. these people might actually be people, maybe. <laughs> Have we considered that? 
Crazy talk. Uh, he starts with the Pueblo Indians in New Mexico. Uh, he founded the American Indian Defense Association in 1923. Uh, he was executive secretary. Uh, Let me guess how many Native Americans were actually on, on the board of that. Probably none. <laughs> Uh, Hummer still would take patients in solely on the word of Indian agents. Uh, James Black Bull from the Rosebud Reservation was taken in by, he was, quote, just looking insane. Just looking insane? Mm-hmm. So he got taken in because he looked crazy? Yep. Fuck. One you. woman was declared feeble-minded for having too many babies outside wedlock. That's probably the one you're mm. talking about. Yeah. Yay. But Hummer was doing well. He passed an inspection and got the go-ahead to build an epileptic cottage. I'm sure like the cottage was epileptic? Mm-hmm. It's just full of fucking strobe lights and shit. Yeah. I was picturing just more like every once in a while, like, you know. The cottage shakes and rumble, freaks out? Rumbles, yeah. It's got like a... Are you or someone you know epileptic? Would you like to be epileptic? <laughs> Come to our epileptic college. Uh, just go to a butthole surfers cottage. show with right. all the strobe lights. Oh, yeah. But Hummer had movies once a week, but not much past that. He did order a, trep- a trepanation it's kit. All just like one one Buster Keaton movie. <laughs> also, it's like it's like, hey, but we have movies every week. It's like, cool. Uh, can we have like food and clean clothes instead? No, no. Maybe wash. Hey, the but toilets. I got this. Well, do you hear what he just got? Trepanation kit. You know what that is, right? Nope. Oh, it's something cut holes in your skull. Oh, right. <laughs> mm, yeah. So there's that. Hey, you want a movie and a brain plunging I don't know <laughs> but good thing he was lazy because it seemed like he never used it so. he probably like tried it out once and like ew this is icky <laughs> <laughs> oh this this is uh, what you're probably getting for Christmas so I won't spoil it but Canton gave tours and patients made beadwork and baskets for sale and they sold postcards mm-hmm. which you could still buy and commemorative plates and spoons teacups and schools get to tour it well, the look on your face is good, Tony. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm lost, man. No, it, they they would have people come. Like, I I love how it's a cesspool, but they're like, oh, come, children, see how the crazy yeah. Indians live. No, it's like, yeah, I, I I guess like you send your kids there on a tour so you can be like, hey, don't fuck around in your life or you'll end up here. Yes, like a scared straight kind yeah. of thing. Behold, the woman covered in shit well, maggots. then I'm also picturing... Here's I, a frozen it, lake of shit. Is it Happy Gilmer where it's like, um, oh, what's his ass? Um, ben Stiller? Yeah, Ben Stiller making the old ladies Basically, like, play, yeah, plays this guy. Uh, yeah, you just pulled landscaping duty. And they're like selling fucking the yeah, handmade he's making goods him, and shit. Well, he's making them like knit mittens yeah. and shit and he's selling them on like eBay or some shit. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's like, he's on the phone with some guy and he's like, hey, this is a quality handmade shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I it's, need this much so money. So this, this guy is totally exactly in here with like, oh, you know, running elk, you better weave that fucking basket. But we got six more orders, you know, by the end of the day. Holy oh, my shit. fingers hurt? Yeah, like, see, yeah, you oh, your fingers hurt? Well, now duty. your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. Susan Wishkobe, she was a patient that wrote the the Indian Affairs and complained about not being paid for all her labor, mm-hmm. and she complained of being homesick. That sounds reasonable. So the uh, office forwarded it to Hummer. Oh, no. <laughs> he uh, he responds and... Uh, so Hummer claims that she was actively homicidal. No, somebody wants to go in the box again, don't they, Meredith? Yeah. Can Captain Hook run in this joint? The blue box. Actively homicidal, probably from her hallucinations. 
And she shouldn't be paid for her labor. Or maybe she just wants to kill him because she's being exploited <laughs> and abused. Uh, well, the labor kept her out of trouble. That's, oh, yeah. That's why she should be hands. paid. But I guess it was okay for a homicidal person to be allowed to work and do chores. Homicidal basket weaving. Homicidal. <laughs> uh, views on psychiatry were kind of loosening. Epilepsy was not considered insanity anymore. And it was just considered devils in your blood. Actually, no, we're actually getting into the more modern areas. So. Yeah. Uh, luminol was used to help seizures. So L- something new. L- luminol? Mm-hmm. Is that a brand name? Mm, probably. So Hummer embraced this and ordered a whole bunch. Even though he's it's going to be deadly fucking poison that they never tested on anybody. <laughs> I know this. It's got to be. Even though he still doesn't let anybody out, still keeps him there. Oh, even though. Oh, my God. Epilepsy. Luminol been- is an organic compound which, when oxidized, emits light. Uh, so it's chemical lumina. It's like glow sticks. It's Whoa. similar to fireflies and glow sticks what? type shit. Wow. Basically, they found something that glows in the dark and probably like either spray it on your, you know, make you swallow it and it's supposed to fix, make you all better. Luminol is a drug used for the purpose of controlling epileptic seizures and not a glowing substance. Will didn't say it cured anything. He said it was used to treat. <laughs> oh, is it luminol? Is it luminol with an O or with an A? With an O. With an O. Yeah. Okay, that's the glowing shit, because there's also a barbiturate drug, Luminol, with an A-L. Maybe I misspelled it. <laughs> and it's, I'll put money on it's that. It's basically phenobarbital. Luminol is a drug used for the purpose of controlling epileptic seizures and not a glowing substance. Yeah, epilepsy. Yeah, it, it's probably that. Oh, man, it's not the glow-in-the-dark shit. Oh. Damn it. It would have been more fucked up and entertaining if it was, but I can still picture that guy slinging glowing shit at everybody. But yeah, phenobarbital is... Occasionally used to treat trouble sleeping anxiety, drug withdrawal, and uh, epilepsy. So it's an actual drug. So obviously troublemakers were sent there. Uh, Families would also misuse the system if you, guy like John Brown, not the John Brown, but another John Brown was set set there. He'd been dead a very long time at that point. But at uh, the asylum, he's a model citizen, and it was suggested that he might be discharged. His wife objected, and stating that he might <laughs> might come home and give her some trouble. Yeah. So he probably just smacked her around and well, was sent off. And she, yeah, she definitely referred him for getting. Yeah. Uh, Hubert Work. He'll come in later. He was the postmaster general. Hubert Work. Hubert Work. Fuck! That's the guy we got to find. The fucker that invented work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking dick. Get, get out your DeLorean and a shotgun and <laughs> see. Where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountain. He gets a promotion from Postmaster General to Secretary of the Interior after the Teapot wow, Dome that's... scandal. Oh, good. But he also served in the Medical Corps during World War One and was president of the American Medical Association of the 20s. July 12, 1923, Hummer accepted Jerome Court in Canton. Uh, Court had a history of violence and was judged insane by his local medical board. Perfect. Here's Hubert Work. <laughs> he looks like he invented work. Yeah, he looks like. Mm, yeah. yeah. He invented the fucking 90 hour work week. And probably fucks through a sheet with a hole in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jerome Court. He probably was in court and was sent off to Canton. He protests. He says he's not insane. And he proves to be a handful there. He escaped shortly after his arrival, but was captured. Uh, he flirts with an employee, Ava Dunn, and the soon the two eloped. Yeah. 
Uh, Dunn resigned on August 24th, and that night returned with a taxi and a key to the asylum. Awesome. And See, there's the movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a love story. Fuck yeah. They break out and go to Sioux Falls, where they get separate rooms, because it'd be scandalous if mm-hmm. you shared a room with somebody in the <laughs> 20s. Court said that he was approached by a police officer that night and needed to leave town. So Court uh, tells Ava that uh, a cop came up to him that night, so he needs to leave town, which is probably not true. Because he just uses Dunn in order to get out of this. Island. Oh, I see. He has, babe, the fucking cops are here. I got to go. Yep. Thanks for getting me out, though. Good luck with the rest of your life. Dunn hired a car to drive him to Del Rapids, Iowa, where she stayed a couple of days and then went back to Sioux Falls. Like fucking Lightning McQueen or something? Just mm-hmm. an autonomous living car? Like You're in a Johnny cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a day, isn't it? When she gets back to Sioux Falls, Hummer uh, was waiting for her and files charges against her. She obtained her confession along with the the police, and they said they'd be lenient if she helped capture Court. Uh, that night, Dunn, Hummer, and a sheriff drove to Del Rapids. Uh, Court was sitting in jail after trying to sell Dunn's shoes on the street. <laughs> hey, you want to buy some lady shoes? Yeah, well, Quentin I think Ger- we need to arrest Quentin you. Tarantino starts a bidding war. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> If you've ever watched a Quentin Tarantino movie, it's likely you've had to endure a lingering shot of some feet. So he was returned to Canton after trying to sell shoes. But Ava Dunn was still in love, though, and she supported Court. Court wrote a letter saying he escaped because he wasn't insane. And if he was insane, why was he not getting any treatment? Yeah. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got, they've got no response for that. No, solid fucking logic. No, man. just file 13 that shit and pretend it didn't happen. Yep. Uh, Hummer writes a letter to the uh, Indian Affairs. He said court battered down the door, smashed a transom in the office, and escaped through a window. Like King Kong or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hummer also said that court didn't show any signs of insanity and asked him to be released because he probably yeah, didn't want to deal, deal with, with his shit. Yeah, it's like, it, I think that one is like, he kind of figured out that he'd finally fucked around and found out that... It, you got somebody kind of formidable in there that ain't crazy and ain't going to tolerate your shit. Yep. <laughs> so Hummer waited for word uh, on back. We Meanwhile, he chains Court to his room for at least two months. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Chains? Yeah. Fuck. Just let him go, what do, dude. What, what do you think those radiators are for? Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't turn on. <laughs> so uh, the reservation superintendent back at Fort Taunton, that's where Court was from. Oh, cool. I've been there. Uh, Devil's Lake. Uh, he was appalled at the news of the, he might get out, and he write, writes to try to stop it because he didn't want him back there. The two bicker back and forth, and finally the Indian uh, Commission allowed court to be released, but ordered him not to go back to Fort Totten and go back to Sisseton. Back there, he begins to raise hell, got drunk and broke into a couple of houses. He beat up a few people and wound up in jail. Uh, within a month, he was either released or escaped, one or the other. Uh, March 24th, Court uh, sends Hummer a postcard in the mail, kind of thumbing his nose at him, and said, <laughs> That's awesome. Wishes and regards to all, I'm in the army now. There you go. Fuck off. That actually sounds like not a terrible place for him. Mm-hmm. Get some action. And- he likes to fuck shit up and drink. I yeah. Mean, that's- <laughs> so Hummer was at the asylum for 15 years now. Oh, God. So he's kind of entrenched. Uh, Dr. Kraplin from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he goes to Canton in order to study paralysis and late-stage syphilitic, uh, so, syphilitic Indians. So filthy in here. Mr. Kraplin sounds like it sounds like a like a middle school teacher named Mr. Kaplan. Yeah. It, like that's what all the kids yeah, call him. Mr. Mr. Kraplin. Mr. Kraplin. 
So he wants to uh, study late-stage syphilitic Indians. Uh, this is a highlight for Hummer that he has somebody visiting. Nine percent right. of his patients had syphilis, but none had paralysis, though. Uh, but they do go through Hummer's files and find out that none of his patients are actually insane or had mental deficiencies. They only had one book on psychiatry, which was from 1912, which was 15 years before. Uh, but Hummer gets no ill effects from these revelations, and but he didn't get famous from these studies either, which kind of disappoints him. Life goes on. As usual, Hummer wanted more buildings to get more patients, to get more money, and to get more buildings to get more patients. He never wanted another physician, though he needed one. He had another trip by House Appropriations Committee in July 25. He gets sloppy and only had one attendant to supervise the 50 patients in one wing. Oh, my God. He left one patient naked, and another was chained up in front of the committee. Awesome. Oh, shit. And I bet you that committee just leapt into action. Uh, Commissioner Burke was appalled, and he discussed it with work, the guy in charge. There's Burke and work. Burke and work. The Secretary of Interior, which was kind of the boss boss of all this. Uh, Burke wanted extra attendance, but Hummer thought they'd just talk to each other and waste time. Mm. Hummer said that he had the naked patient uh, and the chained up there one there on purpose to show him that he needed more money. <laughs> the fuck? So obviously we should give him more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like you're spending the money we're giving you really effectively and well. Uh, <laughs> uh, also seems like you don't need to be stripped of your job title and locked away anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hummer assured Burke that he rarely used chains. Uh, well, only on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hummer didn't seem to realize that Burke had told Work that his asylum wasn't up to snuff, and Work being the most powerful man overseeing him, and Work had a medical background. Uh, Burke had sent the medical supervisor of the Indian office to the asylum, Walter S. Stevens. He agrees with Hummer on the number of attendants and that the buildings were sanitary enough and agreed with Hummer that Dr. Hummer is an excellent manner of the position of superintendent. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So Hummer Fuck wins again. you. Uh, Hummer God, was... Somebody just stab that guy with a trepanation kit and get it over <laughs> <laughs> Hummer was asked to free Peter K- Kentuck. Mm. Not Canuck. I almost said Canuck. He was a patient since 1920, and his family said they're willing to take him in. Hummer said that he had homicidal tendencies, though. And was close to moronic, though just a month earlier he said he was quiet and well-behaved. And is writing the great American novel and has taught himself piano and... Uh, so Kentuck was not released. So Hummer entered 1926 riding high on all these victories. So he had a quiet six months before more controversy made it into uh, and more another investigation required. So Hummer never thought highly of his staff and none of them stayed around long enough. Uh, Hummer never had a positive atmosphere at the asylum. Summer of 26, he began a campaign against three employees. Uh, Lucy Jobin, the matron, uh, fell into disfavor with Hummer. Uh, Hummer wanted a favorite employee to fill her spot. Uh, Hummer asked one of the institution's farmers, Herman Van Winkle, probably related to yeah. uh, Van Winkle there. Happy Van Winkle. So he asked uh, Van Winkle if he had improper relations with Jobin. Uh, he said he had not. They were very proper. <laughs> a month later, he called in Van Winkle and accused him of fucking Jobin and another employee, Elizabeth Coleman. Mm. So he's just stirring up shit. So Hummer asked Van Winkle to turn state's evidence and resign with the promise of after firing the two women, he would hire Van Winkle back. 
Van Winkle refused. So Hummer accused him of fucking the cook, Mrs. Erna Wallstrom, which I'm sure she's... <laughs> Lunch lady. Lunch lady size. Yeah. I got no clue what the chicken pot pie is made of. Just know everything's doing fine down here in Lunch Lady Land. Well, I wear this net on my head. Hummer then fired him. On July 11th, Elizabeth Coleman let Van Winkle eat supper at the asylum with her, and Hummer fired her for doing that. What? This just is the depths of his fucking pettiness. Yeah. Just never, never ends. Well, he's going to end up just sitting alone by himself in this. Like, that's the way the movie would end is like, he just finally fires everybody and then realizes he's all alone. Yeah. Surrounded by naked shit covered people. people. Chained up. So... Probably to back himself up, Jummer asked the uh, the commissioners to send an inspector to look into his personnel problems. It's like, see, all these people are assholes. So medical director... What's that saying? If uh, you run into one asshole when you wake up, there might be an asshole, but if you keep running into assholes all day, you're probably the asshole? Mm-hmm. So medical director Emil Krulish, not Kurlish, shows up. He said to abolish the position of matron and put in a trained nurse and to order a subscription to AMA journals because you only have one book and it's from 15 years ago. Fucking the cat in the hat and half the pages are scribbled on. So Hummer agrees to that, but he waits a year to hire a nurse to save money. Oh, man. <laughs> a fucking... Mm. So Jobin was moved to the men's ward, and Hummer assigned spies to her. Uh, Van Winkle, he writes to the Commissioner Burke about his firing. Uh, September, patient Frank Bear got into a fight and lost an eyeball. Oh, shit. Uh, Elizabeth Harlebalt had a baby. I'm sure that's a word. Uh, a baby? Mm-hmm. But Van Winkle's letter worked because T.B. Roberts came to Canton to investigate Good his fire. Tuberculosis Roberts. sort shit out. Roberts wasn't impressed with Jobin and recommended her fired because she was an Indian, probably. Roberts said to replace her with a white one. So Roberts uh, have, has Hummer write a letter clearing up Van Winkle's allegations. Hummer put into writing that it was actually true. But what Van Winkle didn't know, that Hummer wouldn't hire him back after he was fired. So he admits to it. When Burke got this letter, he wrote a sharply worded one back. Though he apparently thought Van Winkle needed to be fired, he called it all underhanded. 
And he tells Hummer not to do any more embarrassing stuff. <laughs> uh, uncharacteristically, Hummer asks for an assistant physician because he had a history of refusing help. Right. Uh, maybe he gambled that no one would want to come to Canton, basically to get the, yeah, the guys he, off his like, back. Look, look, see, I'm trying, but just nobody wants to come out here because I'm an asshole and this uh, sucks. No nurse wanted the job either. Because they don't want to get fucking molested. <laughs> So after having successfully delayed any change in staff, he went back to his, attacking his employees again. Krulish came back in January 27 to I investigate. He's only Krulish. <laughs> kind of a dick. Yeah, he's not that bad. But yeah. uh, and he talked to the staff after an investigation included it was a molehill instead of a mountain that Hummer made it out to be. He said that Coleman should remain and Jobin should be transferred to an Indian school. Uh, Krulish didn't seem to bolster any Hummer's accusations, accusations and chided his management. And said he wasn't making his rounds in, a hos- in his hospital. So right. he probably never even left his office. That's yeah. basically what yes. I always imagine. Probably just walking around with more feces-covered people. <laughs> so Hummer does the, his tried-and-true method by accepting the criticism, nodding, and then doing nothing about it. So he survives again. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. But by the mid-20s, we're time of new thinking. Uh, the work was urged on by John Collier to help the Indians. And people actually started looking into Indian affairs. A uh, nurse was finally hired, though she only lasted four months. During that time, Hummer went to Annapolis to see his son graduate from the Naval Institute. During his absence, Dr. Herbert Edwards Naval visited... Naval Institute? Isn't it the Naval Academy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just made up a word. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. The Naval College of Art and Design. <laughs> Naval Tech School. It's like in a lab coat, mixing chemicals and right. shit. So during his absence, Dr. Herbert Edwards visits uh, to do an uh, investigation. And since there was no one there to charm the inspector, Edwards simply reported on what he saw. This is bleak. Very bleak. Uh, <laughs> New Year's 1928, a patient escaped but was recovered. Charles Hawk. He later hangs himself. Uh, and for punishment, he couldn't go to the movie... Uh, the weekly movie? The movie. No. So Wait, while, pun- punishment for killing himself? No, well, the punishment for running, running away. Running away. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, you kind of transposed the order of events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're going to hang yourself? Well, I guess you don't get to watch the Buster Keaton movie this week. But he gets to hang himself because the attendant that was supposed to be watching him was running the movie. Oh, well, he had no fucking sweet. option but to hang himself because he couldn't kill himself with the pictures that they took off the walls. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they got... Well, I'm sure bed sheets and ropes and... But uh, Edwards, quote-unquote, finds things in order. Or, or actually, disorder. Okay. Oh, there, there we go. go. Thank God. Holy shit. Order, and bad food and Hummer's records were inadequate. He found that half the patients there were not insane. And 65 of the patients were there longer than five years. Mm-hmm. Grace Phileas was the new head nurse. She was a target for Hummer, too. Uh, she was a nurse in WW1 and had a breakdown shortly after and spent time in a mental institution. So now anytime you piss off Hummer, uh, he just brings that up. Yep. <laughs> Two more nurses were hired and he went to work on them too and asked to fire them. Oh, and then they finally get another, uh, staff psychiatrist from, uh, St. Elizabeth's to conduct another survey of all these people getting hired and fired. So, Krulish came again for a visit before the other surveys shows up. 
Uh, Hummer tried to say that he smelled liquor on the breath of Phileas and other excuses. So Krulish finally said they needed a change in superintendents yes. and that the nurses should stay. Oh, my God. Whoa, shit. We got a fucking... <laughs> what, what are we, like... 20 years in now. Yep. I was gonna. I almost said we got a hero here, but I'm like, whoa, we actually got somebody that's going to do their fucking job yeah. here. Somebody's <laughs> being not awful. Fuck. At a really slow pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes again in April and says the same thing. And he even includes statements from Dr. Harden all the way back, which oh, was yeah. probably 10 or 15 years ago. Hummer. Yeah, he was a real dick. <laughs> even the Congress was getting involved. Uh, the jackasses, so called by the conservative George H. Moses at a D.C. dinner. That's where the jackasses come from. Uh, he starts another investigation. Uh, members of the commission were often accompanied by John Collier when they went through the West. Uh, Dr. Samuel A. Silk from St. Elizabeth's arrived March 20th, 1929. He spent six days there, and his report was an eye-popping 108 pages found a sick bedridden man with a brain tumor padlocked in a room. Oh. He found a 10-year-old boy in a straitjacket. Oh. A fucking 10-year-old? A half-naked girl asleep on a mattress on the floor. An epileptic girl that had been shackled to a hot water pipe. Fuck. A chamber pots overflowing. And patients walked to the bathroom without shoes. Mm. Mm. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that one was last. <laughs> Oh, actually, I got one more. Fuck you. Unpredictable patients were left smoking in their padlocked rooms. Well, okay. You burn the house down. Mm-hmm. That's like the least you can do. Or is at least they're allowed to smoke. Or do they have like a hole in them? There's like yeah. smoke coming out of the yeah, fucking hole like, in their body. So, Smoldering patients. Right. Uh, Silk found records totally inadequate. Uh, Hummer conducted no neural examinations. I don't know how you do that in 1920. You probably oh, you tre- trepanation. Trepanation machine you cut a hole and you mm-hmm. stare at the brain for a little bit. You cut a hole in there and you whistle on it like a Coke bottle and if you get a C-sharp. <laughs> uh, Silk's other findings were with the last five deaths at the asylum were more damning. One patient died from TB 15 days after getting there. Uh, Hummer didn't give that patient an exam. Charles Hawk entered the asylum in 1920, the guy who hung himself. Hear me out. If I examine, if I give these patients exams... Then I'll have to treat them for whatever yeah. they have going on with See, them. See, what we like is low numbers of diseases. You know, uh, the less diseases we diagnose, the, the less, less diseases, diseases we have. have. Does that sound fucking familiar? <laughs> if you just stop doing all the tests. But that's just me being a fucking soy cuck or whatever yeah. the fuck, you know. The, the so Charles Hawk, he, he gets the asylum in 1920, but his first record was from 1926. So six years before writing a, a note of any sort. No record of a suicide, though. Except for a letter to report it. Uh, another patient who died of TB worked in the kitchen. Mm, almost a typhoid Mary type situation. Right. Uh, Silk reported that it was nothing more than a prison. And two patients who were handcuffed to their beds, uh, their keys were lost. Oh, fuck off. What? So imagine having to go to the bathroom. You Just drag your bed? Drag your bed. Well, no, they had a chamber no. pot. Yeah. yeah, they had an overflowing ever, chamber pot. Was- yeah. You know, I think every time an orderly comes in, I start being like tossing chamber pots on him. He's like, find my key, dummy. <laughs> yeah. So Silk questions whether the Indian office needs an insane asylum because by now it'd be too much to bring up, too much cost to bring up to, to any sort of level. It's just a shithole. Uh, Ray Wilbur, he's the new Secretary of Interior. He wanted to fire Hummer and close Canton too. Yes. But he ran into roadblocks. No. I knew there was going to be a but. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Lewis Converse Crampton, he was a Mich- uh, Michigan congressman. He liked Hummer, though. Oh, of course. How? I don't know. Because he's probably fucking paying him off. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Uh, Burke resigns as commissioner June uh, 30th, 1929. He tried to blame Collier for subverting the Indians and organizing them against the government. Oh, for fuck's sakes. But he saw the tide turning against him and quit. So at least he's smart enough to get out before he's found out. Uh, But the asylum kind of drops through the cracks and nothing was done again. And then the Great Depression hit. I'm sure that'll pep everything up at the mm -hmm. old asylum there. (laughs) But Hummer, Hummer. Yep, Hummer keeps humming along. Yep, more inspections continued, and they were very fair to Hummer. They still asked the question if the institution was actually needed. Fair to Hummer. Mm -hmm. That's not fair fair to Hummer because, you know, in the sense of fairness, he should be locked up. That would be fair to Hummer. So now we're getting to FDR. He had Harold Ikes uh, become Secretary of the Interior. Ikes was a friend of Collier's and uh, was for all the progressive treatment of Indians. Then Ike's had Collier made head of Indian Affairs, so Collier finally gets his hand on the Silks Report, uh-huh. and he was shocked by it. He talked to St. Elizabeth's to take in Canton's patients and build a separate structure for them in D.C. there, too. Even though they should just let them out. Yeah. Uh, Collier moves immediately, though, to move the patients to St. Elizabeth by the first day of the 34. He sent back uh, Silk to Canton to classify the patients so they could be properly transferred. Silk got back to Canton September 6, 1932, to find it in the same shape as before. Uh, Hummer couldn't tell them about the patients uh, or what got them there or anything about them. And Silk found many of the patients not insane. Hummer did no sputnum tests or sputum. What? Sputum. Sputum Sputum test. What's a sputum test? Spit. Oh. I don't know what what they're testing for the sputum other than tuberculosis. Yep, probably. Uh, so he basically lets all the guys with TB mingle free with, with the other patients. Mm. Patients were still locked up. Uh, Hummer said he discharged 10 patients that year. Mm. That's but, probably the ones that just died. Yep. I was going to say discharged by... <laughs> Only nine of them were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so Collier was the fourth official to say that Canton needed to be closed and the sixth to say that Hummer needed to be fired. Yeah, a while ago. So the citizens of Canton protested because yeah. it's one of the places that employs people job in town. killing. Yep. Even though our job is fucked up and exploitative. And <laughs> <laughs> so of the 90 patients at Canton, Silk believed that 25 to 30 were actually insane. Uh, September 23rd, a uh, Silk was served with an injunction to stop the transfer of patients. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> So Silk, to get around this, would transfer Hummer somewhere else in the Indian service and would replace him with somebody who would release all the uninsane people. Uninsane people. Mm-hmm. Unsane. Hummer believed that Canton could only be closed by Act of Congress, which seems like might be true. I'd just take the prisoners on a prisoner. Well, they're prisoners. Yep. Take the prisoners on a field trip, right? Mm-hmm. And then an unfortunate accidental fire occurs while nobody's in the buildings. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. You get the one you get the one crazy dude in there. Be like, "Hey Jerry, you know how you like to start all them fires?" <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Here's some cigarettes. Burn. Take off. Go hang bus. out by your gas-covered bed. <laughs> So Collier wrote to Hummer, he accused him of misfeasance and malfeasance of an extreme character. Take that. I'm sold on that concept. (laughs) And he gave him five days to refute the charges, including chaining people to water pipes. 
October 14, 1933, the Department of Interior went to the press and told them the most sensational of all the problems. We didn't really have to pump it up too much. Right. So that gave the whole town of Canton a black eye Yeah. after they filed the injunction there. That's almost kind of like, in a way, on a much, much smaller scale, and it's probably not a fair comparison, like the people that were like living near like Dachau and shit like that and not reporting these kind of things and kind of turning a blind eye to the, you know, smokestacks. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the people of Canton, you know, there's nobody in town clearly whistleblowing on any of this shit. No, they're like... Even though I guarantee you drive within a mile of that fucking place and all you can smell is shit. Yeah. It, you know? It's just like the testament to like how motherfuckers will just like keep up the status quo because it's like, oh... This might suck, kind of, but I know what to expect, at least. Yeah, yeah. If we shut this thing down, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's like, well, if they don't do it here, they're going to do it somewhere. Totally, so why, yeah. why, We might as well be profiting yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. So a day after that, Ike's fired Hummer. Hummer Good gets an God. attorney, though, and Hallelujah, fuck. demanded to refute the charges. Should have fired him out of a cannon. You know, into a wall. Yeah. But uh, Ikes and Collier held firm and said the deed was done and the injunction was overturned mm-hmm. and the patients were transferred to St. Elizabeth's. You're terrible at your job, give you zero stars and a shit Yelp review and go fuck yourself. You'll go work at Cinnabon, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Hummer finally accepts his defeat and moved to Sioux Falls and opens an office for the treatment of mental and nervous disorders. Oh, because he's so good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Well, here he'll just have like rich white ladies come in. He'll just give them value. Give them so value and, and whack d- them off. Diddle them, yeah. yeah. Uh, so December twentieth, the patients were moved. Sixty nine of them. Nice. Seventeen were re- released though, but even though uh, one of them had died from TB the day before the release. Oh man. Charlie uh, Brown. Mm-hmm. After after closing, a farmer leased the land and used the main building for a granary. Oh, <laughs> and he keeps hogs in the basement. <laughs> well, that that makes more sense. But hey, Barney, uh, your uh, your grain bin's a little uh, pungent over there. <laughs> uh, 1946, the federal government deeded the land to the city of Canton, who turned it into a hospital. Mm, the boy, city do a deep fucking clean, baby, mm-hmm. with uh, fire. Yeah. Uh, the city also put a golf course around the cemetery. We discussed that. Yep. And, of course, sometimes they would hit golf balls off the grave markers. And it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1998. Mm-hmm. So you can go there and take your kids and <laughs> scare the living shit out I of them. I mean, you kind of should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Instead yeah. of this fucking whitewashing history bullshit, which is kind of why we exist in the first place. So. <sighs> yeah. But uh, good news, Hummer landed on his feet. <laughs> buys a house on North Euclid Street in Sioux Falls, which we'll go visit. With toilet paper and eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because the new old people don't live <laughs> Why do people keep doing this? Generational hatred, bitch. <laughs> Courtesy of fucking, you know, Charlie Hawk or whatever. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he retires in 1954 and dies in 1957. Mm-hmm. I don't know of what. Shittiness. shittiness. Extreme shittiness. Extreme shittiness. That's it. Fuck, awesome. man. Jesus Christ. It, 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 it's it's horrifying, but also it's like, 
it's still happening in the U.S. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it's, it's all these assholes that want to like uh, privatize every fucking prison. So it's it, at this time it was like uh, the powers that be are like, we need to get rid of the Native Americans because they're a pain in our ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you send them. Oh, we, we it looks bad if you just go slaughter them wholesale anymore. Yeah, yeah. So well, we're gonna people have lost their teeth for these exactly. Greek kind of shits. We're gonna call them crazy and put them in a hospital yeah, yeah. where they'll be, you know, out of the way. But now it's like you know. The, they're good. They've, they've turned their sights onto like the pores, black, brown, and poor uh, people. Like ge- generally, well, yeah. I was gonna say generally, still people of color, but yeah. you know. But but it's it's moving it's moving in the direction of like oh if you're fucking poor then you you go you go to like privatized prison where well, some asshole uh, makes a bunch of money off of you being there. So the incentive is to put more people in that prison, right? Because it's a money making venture. Absolutely, and uh, you know like they're calling for the expansion of that. For you know, it, of course, depends on. Which um, both sides are guilty of doing it to some degree, but you know they, they they'll put their foot on the throttle every once you know you know if they've got a favorable uh, you know Congress and uh, president stuff mm-hmm. like oh oh well you know what we need is more prisons more yeah. for profit because we're hard on crime yeah yeah and also we set the field go- uh, the goalposts of what crime is right yeah. every year and yeah. move that so we can get more people in fucking prison no shit. Uh, fuck. Well, and soon uh, it'll be apparently people seeking abortions in a lot of states. Yep. Or, and people providing. Yep. And yeah. Or driving the cab to or get you the there. Cab to get you there. Or the pilot flying the plane that you get on to fly to fucking Canada or wherever you go to get so, so medical they services. Thought this was a good idea. This is only about almost seven years after Wounded Knee. So yeah. in, in the same state. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, you know, uh, South Dakota in a lot of ways, especially with their state government, has gone nowhere but up since. I mean, it's been just a bastion of human rights and, you know. Yeah. Fuck. That's why Will and I are from the, the good Dakota. They might have all yep. the fancy shit and desecrated mountains and stuff, but actually we're almost as bad. We just have less, less people, so you can hear about it as much. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for that one. Yeah, that was good. You know, we've been doing such lighthearted ones. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since the fucking Sand Creek some, Massacre. Some crushing, yeah. But also, you know, like, um, yeah, it just goes to show you we're, we're just making progress left and right, you know, just, just walking uphill in the sand. Yep. Going, uh, trying to get back to this wonderful era, you know, in yeah, as many yeah. ways as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we promised you the uh, the uplifting one next. We'll do that one yeah. next. Cool. The, the one uplifting one. That means I need to research that. It's like the invention of the Frisbee. Oh, I already know that one. That was uh, Marty McFly Oh, with yeah. the pie tin. Pie tin. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. All right, I'm going to go take some more back pain killers yeah. and think about what I've done. <laughs> As a, I mean, at, in sense of like joining this podcast with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> We warned you there'd be some, some yeah, you did some rough times. I don't know, like you said, like Will said, the next one will be. I haven't researched it yet, so I don't know if he's full of shit or not. We'll maybe do an uplifting one next time, and then we'll try to find something fucking crazy. Cool, you know, balance it out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're due for another little like uh, vignette kind of one yeah. that we can bang together real quick or something. Or oh yeah, let's do. Uh, or we oh. can pick a state like we did with Idaho. Yeah, I gotta find some good ones on that. Oh, we'll discuss Actually, that. you know what? Since we have Instagram followers and like stuff like that, you guys can vote. Help us out. What do you what do you what do you want to hear? 
Yeah. 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 How about that? Yeah. I only have so many researched. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not saying we, we might not get it out in the next three episodes, but it'll like send us in a general direction. Oh, I did get uh, one book from that one suggestion, but uh, one guy had a shootout in Balfel from the yeah. wild, wild Bunch. Awesome. Like he, it was a paid gig, like a... Like you hire a minor celebrity to go to a kid's birthday party mm. and shoot someone. Oh, it's a real wild bunch. Remember, <laughs> is it Butch Cast? No, no, nope. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, Butch Cast. He lived until he was seventy in Spokane. It's, it's really? true. It's true. What the fuck? No, no, he did. Oh, <laughs> but one guy claimed he did and wrote yeah. a book about it. And you know, Billy the Kid, fucking is. Oh yeah, you know, brushy Bill. Which. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh from Wild West's Extravaganza just did that one, so he beat us to the punch on. That's fine. Bill. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our last episode, right? No, because Rushy Bills is not Billy the Kid. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't know anything. <sighs> you have to watch Young Guns, Guns too. Two. Yep, I watched Young Guns one the other day before work. Ooh. Yep. We need to make Young Guns three. Ah, uh, there was talk of a Young Guns. 3. I don't know Does how. Does it take place in space? I don't fucking know because they basically kill everybody the fuck off in the second one, unless it's a midweekquel because you. Yeah, did you say midweekquel? Yeah, so it wouldn't be a prequel and it wouldn't be a sequel. I guess it would be a sequel, but you'd have to make the second movie third. You know, you wedge it in between. Oh yeah, like, I see. Young so Guns would, Two would have to become Young Guns Three in yeah, order would, of chronology. Well, it, or no, something. it would be Young Guns uh, One and a Half. Okay, but you know, fucking, they're all old, like Charlie Sheen and all those. They're all older than fuck. And actually, well, Charlie Sheen's killed off in the first one because mm-hmm. he was Dick Brewer. Uh, yeah, they're all older than fuck. Maybe they should have a Muppet Babies version. Yeah. <laughs> Billy the Kid the Kid. Young Guns 3. Animal Josiah Doc Skurlock and fucking Fozzie Chavez E. Chavez. I don't know where I'm going. Only God knows where I've been. Well, well, that's good enough for uh, for this one. Um, we will be back next week with a uplifting one. I'm told. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Like I said, I haven't researched it yet. But uh, he's, then, he's been saying it's better. Than- cool. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. For now, I oh, will find a make- way to make it fucked up. Yeah, but <laughs> until then, I think we're gonna go out in a hail of uh, Rambo fire. I forgot that I should have said that at the uh, the Tombstone movie because of a Rambo fire. Oh, Rambo fire! Yeah. <laughs> Over. Well. Bye.